tuned in to Bellingham Podcast Media Tech for the week of March 1st, 2016. Leap year, everybody. On today's episode, Chris Powell talks about the state of tech in 2016, as well as talking a little about what he carries every day on his person on technology. I talk a little bit about the Nintendo 3DS as a fitness tracker that nobody ever thinks about. And together we talk a little bit about home automation and ideas of how you can connect your home to have it be a little bit smarter, but not like a Cylon that's going to take over the world. That and more next on BPM Tech. There's a lot of anxiety as far as people's personal technology that causes them a lot of angst. And I think that they often just deal and put up with what they currently have and they don't try to learn and they don't try to make it better. So let's, on that same tasty note, let's make a New Year's resolution, seeing it is a new year. Actually, it's a leap year. It only happens, what, once every four years? Every Olympic year and every presidential election. Ooh, fun fact, kids. That's right. No charge. So let's, 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 let's run down five, what is five things that anybody who is tech timid could help, uh, help enlighten themselves in this new technology year? Probably one right off the top of my head is that you should probably consider getting a pin code on your mobile device. There are so many reasons why it's important to have that one layer of security on something that you brandish in public so many times during the day. Uh, I think a four-digit code that means something to you could prevent someone from getting access to emails or other photos or other information. Perhaps, God forbid, you should have financial information like a credit card with like Apple Pay for some of the newer phones out there. Uh, Having that layer of security could save you a whole lot of headache. Well, on top of that, I mean, if you're writing WTA, God forbid your uh, phone falls out of your pocket and it, you leave it right there on the bus, and the next person, you know, sweet score, new iPhone. And then they see all your dirty pictures with Jennifer Gardner or whatever her name is. Well, yes, but uh, that was actually the 4S that I had in the past, <laughs> and they returned it. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's right, that nice person from uh, Gizmodo, I yes, believe it was. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was the good old days. So riddle me this, Batman. What... As a, as a photographer at large and as a technologist in Whatcom County, what do you carry with yourself on your person uh, every day? Or what's in your everyday carry? What is in my everyday carry? Not a camera. That's surprising to hear. Well, no, because here's the thing. If I'm, if I'm going out and I'm going to be an artist, okay, I'm going to have the tools for what the job is. If I'm going out and shooting a pretty landscape, I'm not going to have my 200 millimeter zoom lens. That's great for, say, I don't know, that pretty little duck at Lake Patton that's all fluffing his feathers and having a good old time. That's great. But if I want to get the whole scene of Patton, not going to work great. So typically, I just take my iPhone 5S that I own. I don't lease because I like having things unlocked and I'm not part of the disposable economy. I like actually having my phone, working it into the ground, not drop it on the ground. Hopefully my wife is not listening. And that way I get a longer, <laughs> as she says, only once. Yes. And that was an Android phone for the, for the record. But no, the big thing is, is that the, the, the one phone, the one camera that I have on me all the time is my iPhone. It does a decent job for the quick moments in life. Otherwise I'm working and 
it'd be like somebody who drives a semi truck. You're not going to drive your semi truck to the Bellis Fair Mall to go get yourself a, I don't know, the Cinnabon. You're going to take that Hyundai Elantra instead. Same thing as the iPhone. So you seem to be an everyday, uh, everyday man, everyday high mileage, um, frequent use type of uh, technologist to uh, for what you bring along uh, every day. Um, what else, as far as like when you are driving to work or in that commute that you're taking to work, what do you bring with you and what do you take home, I guess? Okay, so that's a trick question. If my commute is in the spring or summer and I am on two wheels, a uh, fun little toy that I have on my uh, motorcycle is a $10 Amazon Prime free shipping Bluetooth uh, speaker that is waterproof. Uh, destructo proof. Matter of fact, uh, I can take it and rinse out. I'm doing a remodel right now. And uh, the dust from the drywall, because I'm rocking out to not Alanis Morissette. Sorry, Chris. That's all right. <laughs> we'll still get that playlist for you uh, in the near future. But uh, no, I, I mean, it's great because basically it's meant to go in the shower, go in the rain, uh, strap on your backpack. If you're going up uh, checking out or going up to the Oyster Dome, whatever, it's got about mm, conservatively probably about 10 hours of battery life and it was 10 bucks. So I see it as a dollar an hour well, well spent. And I strap that to my motorcycle so that I've got my, my, my rockin' tunes or so that somebody can hear me coming uh, because I don't have a very throaty bike. Uh, I don't, I don't need to destroy people's ears to say, let look at me. I am riding a motorcycle now. Um, but that's the thing is, is if I'm on my motorcycle, I don't have tech. I don't want an Apple watch. I don't need directions because I'm enjoying the ride. That is the whole point. So it sounds like you're just bringing a speaker and yourself to work. You got it. You're not bringing any uh, portfolios or pens or pencils or any other kind of notebooks or anything like that. Well, that would be my other everyday carry. So that's what I'm getting. Ah, okay, okay. So if I'm on four wheels and being boring, so I've got a leather satchel that I've had for what now? Two years, I think. No, three years. I've been at Western for three years. Uh, so I've got a leather satchel made by uh, Passions Leather, which kind of if you if you search that on Google, please don't. We'll put that in the show notes for later on. Yes, it is called Passions Leather. Uh, wonderful. I think it's a, a one person shop, and they own they have a Amazon storefront like 60 70 bucks but it's like goat leather or something if you if you're a PETA fan you won't like this bag but if you're a leather person you definitely love it is that people for the eating of tasty animals or is it the ethical treatment of animals yes okay both goat. yes okay good enough goat leather that's goat surprising leather. yeah i'm so. surprised that most most leather goods are based from cows yet this one is from goat i'm pretty sure it was goat so Basically, your review of it is not bad. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay, where's great? Matter of fact, our, our fellow colleague Kevin, even uh, the biggest bag nut that I know, even he's like, "Oh man, that is that is wearing nicely on you." And I didn't know what to make of that one because he says it in that tone, and it kind of makes you go, "What does that mean?" Kevin? It's a creepy kind of tone yeah. in some cases. Yeah, that bag is it's wearing nicely on you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, but no, so in that satchel, you'll find my business cards like normal because, you know, if, as I run into faculty and stuff, they need to know how to email me. So I've got that. Uh, I've got my Luchstrom 1917 uh, moleskin type of thing. And uh, 
currently, I, 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 I will say this. I do have one new piece of tech that I carry with me. It is my little pedometer. It is my little Wi-Fi device of delight, and it's called my Nintendo DS. A Nintendo DS? Yes. Is that made by Fitbit or Jawbone? That would be uh, BlackBerry. No, it is Nintendo's, the new Nintendo 3DS, which is, I, I know it makes me probably sound like I'm 13, but it is probably the coolest piece of tech that I have bought in a long time. And I bought it for my wife, but she doesn't play it, so I do. Well, I find that curious how a game, because yeah. I'm not much of a gamer or uh, a Nintendo, I never was a, a gamer, but a Nintendo 3DS is a fitness tracker. Yeah, so that's the cool th- I didn't. I kind of fell into that part of it. So uh, here's the thing. In all of these other fitness trackers, there's for me, there is no incentive. Yes, if I have the Apple Watch, I can get my little badges. Or if I've got uh, Fitbit, I think they've got something too. Strava, it's about the events. These are all workout things, and you get these little digital badges. Oh, yes, your Fitbit right there. Uh, or Jawbone Up. I can't tell which other one that is. Uh, I'm currently wearing a Jawbone Up 3. 3, that's why I don't There is a 4 it. out on the market. And usually I, I like kind of being on the cutting edge, but the difference between the Jawbone Up 3 and 4 was wireless American Express purchases. One, I don't need to make purchases with a bracelet. Ooh. Two, I don't have an American Express card, so I'm going to save about 40 or 50 bucks and get myself a Jawbone Up 3 in black naturally <laughs> because it works. And if I if I may kind of take over. Go for it. I really have enjoyed this Jawbone Up. It has a an iOS app, which is a nice way to kind of track to see how many steps I try to get. Once I reach 10,000 steps, which is a preset goal that I have for myself, my wrist vibrates, which is huh. a, a wonderful, uh, somewhat disconcerting uh, feeling, but it makes me go, what's going on? Oh, I hit 10,000 steps. That's cool. Yay me. <laughs> the other thing that I really enjoy about this is it's smart alarm. So I can program this to go off at my alarm time, de- designated alarm time, 6.45 a.m., and my wife can sleep peacefully knowing that my wrist is vibrating me awake, not the NPR newscast or the radio station that would disturb her slumber. Bonus points. What Jawbone Up 3 failed to recognize is that its biggest selling point for its tagline, marriage saver. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that bonus. That's bonus. right. That's right. So I, uh, yeah, I've, I, you got your DS three. Yeah. No, it's, well, they call it, they don't have numbers. They oh. kind of take the page out of Apple where it's the new Nintendo three DS. And so, okay. So that's cool. That, that is a marriage saver. If you have a gamer wife, like I do, it's a, the, the 3DS is also a marriage saver because it has all the retro games that you can ever think of from the N64, the SNES, the Nintendo entertainment system. And, it's also social, and that's the thing that I kind of fell into this thing because you bring the DS with you, so I bring it to work and because we work on a campus, and guess what? Lots of students have these things. I'm actually surprised how many people I ru- digitally run into, and I'll get to that in a second, with the DS because you have these little avatars. It also has NFC, so near-field communications. So as you get close to somebody who has a DS that's on, these all these devices, our iPads, our phones and stuff are always on, so is the DS. And what it does is it pings each other, and then you kind of swap avatars, and you meet new people digitally, and they help you out in your game for, like, a quest or something. Also in these games, as you're walking, you make your 2,000, 10,000 steps, you earn coins. You earn currency that you can use in certain games. So 
the gamification factor totally works for me because I'm actually gaining something, not just a little digital badge, but I can actually progress in my game farther, faster, and I don't have to pay for anything. So uh, how is the battery life on the Nintendo DS as yeah. opposed to other uh, fitness trackers, for example? So here's the thing. Uh, I can keep my 3DS on 24 hours a day for three days. And, and, that's, and that's including opening it up, playing a couple of uh, rounds of Mario Kart per day. I usually get about conservatively three three days if I don't use the 3D, which is not a big deal for me. I just like the, the form factor of the 3DS. Uh, some of the games in 3D are cool, but it does sap it. I lose a day. So it's basically two days always on plus playing games. If you're doing it 2D, it's three days. So that's pretty much a 72-hour battery life. Yeah. Which can destroy most phones, which is kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, I found that with this job on up, since there really isn't a lot to this, it's a little mini computer on my wrist. Uh, I can go about four to five days where it will really say, we want you to recharge now. Uh, and I can pretty much eke out six days if I can really use it uh, sparingly, I guess. But um, I found that I get about maybe four to five days on this w between charges. Usually a charge would take about an hour and a half to two hours and then get mm -hmm. back up and running. Now, does that no do... No pun intended. <laughs> back up and running. But mm -hmm. We need to have a sound effect for that. Now, does that do the text notification and such? Because, no. I don't believe at this uh, point that I don't... First of all, I don't really care to have text notifications on my wrist, I have a bit of a vendetta against notifications in general. And so I've made the conscientious choice to not have notifications on my devices with the exception of a few uh, instances, namely my wife and my daughter. Uh, so I kind of don't have to worry about that. Dig it. Okay, so we've talked about fitness. We got what we bring with us. What do you bring to the shop, Mr. Powell? This has been about four or five years in the making, and I have uh, attempted to whittle myself down to uh, the bare bones. There's, so I've, I've tried to ascribe to this uh, minimalist mindset for a number of years now just because I had surrounded my life with clutter and stuff as a way to give myself identity uh, that my identity was pretty much based in the things that I owned. And that really was for the incorrect reason. So I've made a good uh, multiple year effort to try to eliminate a lot of the cruft for my life. And that also includes what I'm schlepping to work uh, in the morning. Uh, currently in 2016, I have a 5.11 tactical uh, I'm a, I, I ascribe to Urban Tactical Gear because it's black. It's very durable. So I kind of uh, flip back and forth between uh, 5.11 Tactical. Uh, it's a sling pack. They call it a mobile operations uh, salt bag, M-O-A-B, uh, 10. Moab. Moab 10. We'll put that in the show notes for later. Uh, it's a nice sling pack. and uh, Or I have what's called a bailout bag or a bob. And it's what a, a number of... Uh, law enforcement and or armed forces people use. It's got the clips, uh, you know, Velcro clips for the ammunition on the side and a small container. I have uh, pretty much my iPhone that I take with me wherever I go. I have a Jawbone era Bluetooth earpiece, which is my personal soundtrack during the day. I have a small uh, notebook just in case I need to jot something down in analog form. Uh, usually they're field notes or a small 
uh, moleskin or a ecosystem kind of knockoff of moleskin, but it has the detachable pages, which hey, is kind of nice. Ecosystem's made in America. It is made in America, and I like their detachable fade, uh, page feature. I have a Western Digital two terabyte external drive that I usually uh, transport back and forth, just in case I gotta bring some files from desktop to home. And uh, I I have a thing for pens. And uh, I've kind of got, I, I've had some Lamy Safari pens. Uh, I've had some uh, of various kinds, but I've kind of gotten into Retro 51 Tornado pens. Ooh, like, I don't know this one. That's a, it's a company that uh, they have a, a wide variety of pens, very good quality. Uh, I just happened to stumble across them uh, on a couple pen blogs and have uh, given them a try, and they write wonderfully. They're about a three-quarter size of a typical pen Uh which helps with a minimalist kit because you don't need to have a huge hork and pen to carry around. But I've just found it to be the right grip for my, uh, my sausage fingers. And, uh, it, it writes rather well for a left-hander. The ink does not smear as I'm dragging my left, the meat of my hand across the page, which I, I have always contended with growing up, uh, in school. I'd always have a graphite, uh, hand being left-handed. So usually that, and I have a, 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 a small iPod uh, Nano that with some earphones that I use to take with me to the gym. Uh, the Nano. In case I need to listen to some hard rock music uh, outside of work, I'll plug in that and just uh, lose myself for a mental break. But for the most part, it's very light. I have a, a portfolio at work and I've, I really don't like carrying a lot just because I like being uh, fairly mobile. Yeah, I dig that. It's the same reason why I stay the way that I am. I mean, we work in technology day after day. The last thing I want to do is tote it around or bring it home. You know, that's the thing. With people and their careers and their jobs, how many of us bring our work home with us or we live our career in our personal lives? Uh, What do you normally do when you get home? So, well, one, I I kiss my wife. Second of all, I'm usually cooking, except right now I have no kitchen. So right now I'm barbecuing because I got a temporary kitchen uh, or ordering a lot of pizza. I'm revisiting my my graduate school years. But uh, no, most of the time when I come home, I just want to relax and cuddle and Netflix. That's it. I don't I don't I I hate social media, which is ironic coming from me. Uh, largely because I'm a big advocate for it and I teach it and I teach the methodologies. But the big thing is, is that I don't monitor it. I, I mean, I have certain people uh, on certain networks that I will talk to. However, the whole Facebook schmoozing and all this other jazz of, oh my God, look what I'm doing. I don't care what you're eating. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you went on a run. Okay. That is all personal stuff. And it shouldn't belong on the open web, in my opinion. Well, it sounds like you know social media, but it doesn't control your life or it's not. It doesn't seem to be an addiction. It is not a bragger board. I don't care. If people care, they will call me. They'll text me. They will actually be on a social network that I do monitor and care about. And there are 15 friends that I actually care about. That's it. Beyond that, I don't care. Facebook, they make, what, $100 a share? I'm not giving them any of my original content. Hashtag, yes, I am a photographer. I'm not going to give them part of my intellectual property so they can make 100 bucks off me. Well, here's to going uh, analog and not uh, taking the work home with us and uh, being in front of a screen all day. 
Exactly. I mean, when you get home, look at the sun. I mean, especially now. It's we 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 live in Bellingham. We don't get the sun. We only get the sun for like two weeks That's in the summer. What I mean, in the morning, it's been nice. I actually wake up and there's sunlight. And when I leave work, there's sunlight. It is nice not to stagger around the bedroom looking for your gear and in a darkened uh, morning uh, <laughs> before you had to work. <laughs> that is I, I, so funny enough that you mentioned that. So uh, my my last uh, tip for this new year is home automation. And I've 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 dove into it. I dove into it early. Uh, I tried the Wink Hub, which the Wink Hub. Wink, yes. Who, make, who is it? By Wink? Uh, it's well, Wink Wink slash Quirky, and uh, you got some great I, names right I, there. I do. <laughs> is, I do. do you also have the flirt thermostat when things get really hot and heavy? Actually, I did not back that on the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. So I dove into it because I I think of home automation of it has been around for a long time i remember like in the the original film like hackers you know like they had with angelina jolie yes. in one of her first roles yes. i remember that yes you know, they were talking about how like things are going to talk to them their blinds are going to go up and down fast forward we had a whole bunch of other like hacker style films like uh you know even even uh, bill gates even mentioned like the future is going to be about home automation and here's the thing is that a lot of people made protocols. There was Zigbee and, and all these other protocols that are out there. We have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and different versions of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And so these manufacturers of home automation made these hubs so that you can branch out and you can talk to your Zigbee stuff or you can talk to your Bluetooth stuff. And Quirky slash Wink uh, was a company that made a hub that uh, that allowed you to do that. You can do your garage door opener. You can do light bulbs. You can do all this other stuff. The thing is, is that in doing all of these things, it doesn't do anything really particularly well. It does everything, but not well. And the app had some jankiness to it, and there was latency. Like if you wanted to walk into the room and turn on the lights using your smartphone, you would turn on the lights. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. There's lights! Amazing. And it wasn't instant. And so I rocked that for about a year, and then uh, I used some basic GE uh, connected light bulbs, LED. Uh, I do like LED light bulbs, uh, but it just it wasn't working, um, especially because my wife and I wanted to wake up to like a simulated sunrise here up in the Pacific Northwest of the upper left-hand corner of the state. The Northwest of the Northwest. The Northwest of the North Darkness, especially from about, what would you say, uh, I don't know, October until February. You know, it's hard to get up. We have, uh, what is that, SADS? Seasonal Affective Disorder. Yes. A lot of us have that. We have low vitamin D and SADS. Not with a Z like the internet would make you think. But it was easier for us to wake up with a artificial sunlight because LED has a wider range of uh, white spectrum. And so uh, we dumped those and we went to Lifex, L-I-F-X, which runs on the thread protocol, which is the protocol that the Nest works on so if you have a nest and a nest protect and the life fix bulbs everything ties together with a nice little cohesive ecosystem and so we've been doing that and they also have colored bulbs and stuff the great thing no hub so there's no latency but you're just talking to the light bulb so how's the money savings for getting a home automation so uh, the bulbs are expensive i mean they run anywhere from 60 to 90 bucks a bulb but here's the thing that is pretty spendy but here's the thing so here's my recommendation is is that if you're going to have a wi-fi connected bulb put it in the rooms that matter i.e 
the bedroom. If you you have, I mean, you have basically a his and hers nightstand or his and his or hers and hers nightstand. Okay, you you need to wake up either your side or your partner's side wake, wakes up at different times or however. That's it. The rest of the house, put LEDs and save money. You don't need every light bulb in your house to have Wi-Fi, albeit it is cool for parties. You don't need it. But in the rooms that matter, put the connected ones because that's the tool. Do you see things getting adopted more and more with home automations where prices can come down, uh, where we can see some of this showing up in like Target or Walmart or other uh Right, uh, every person type stores. Yeah. So like right now, if you buy LifeX, it's either LifeX online, Amazon, and I think Best Buy's now carries them, which is pretty cool. Um, Quirky, I think is, uh, I think that's a Home Depot brand now. And uh, Isis, or I, Isis Iris, Iris is another system uh, very similar to the Quirky one. And then I think it's at Lowe's. And it, it, I mean, you see a lot of this out there and a lot of it's becoming a lot more affordable. But the thing is, is that realistically, you only need a handful of automated things, you know, and they're going to go in certain rooms. The garage door, it's nice to have if it's open or closed. Uh, Your August lock you may put on the front door. You know, you don't have to have one necessarily on every door, one in the garage, one in your backyard, one to your butler's pantry, whatever. Same thing with light bulbs. If you think of it as what do you want to have connected, you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks. Everything else, just buy, you know, twisty bulbs or LED bulbs for that are dumb. So I've seen a couple ads uh, on from Comcast that talk about their connected home. And I was just wondering what you think as far as people, a lot of people do have Comcast television, phone, internet. Uh, would this be, would home automation predicate them working with Comcast for uh, helping this setup that you're describing? Short, no. So that I mean that that's short and sweet. You do not just like you do not have to uh, have a contract for a phone. You should not have to have a contract for your home automation. If you want to use GE light bulbs, you should be able to use GE light bulbs. If you want to use Lifex, use Lifex. You should not have to use Comcast branded anything. You should not have to use Verizon branded anything. It's whatever you want. Fair enough. That works for me. So as we're wrapping up, as we approach our half hour mark, uh, I got the top, I got five questions for you okay. and they're rapid fire and they're off the top of your head. Answers, no thinking about it. Just blurt them out. Ready? 42. <laughs> Not quite. Question one, favorite coffee shop, in Bellingham. Go. Ooh, uh, the Woods Coffee actually here in Barkley. Barkley Woods. And why? Because it's, it's kind of my woods. It's everyone else's woods in Bellingham, no, too. No, Have you been there on a... T- it's you know. like, oh, no, no, no. It's like the, it's the routine, right? Like, it's Saturday morning. The wife and I are doing the remodel. We go down to Barkley Woods. It's it's quickly become our woods. That's the only reason why. Sounds great. Question two. Favorite brewery in Bellingham? Go. Oh, God. That's a hard one. Uh, you're talking about the beer or the, the atmosphere? Let's or go the with location. Beer. What brew house, brew, microbrewery okay. do you like? Good, because I had to have qualification. So... Archer's Ale House. Archer's Ale House in Fairhaven. Yes. Uh, great answer. I've been there a number of times. I love Boundary. Do not get me wrong. I love the beer. I hate the atmosphere. It's always crowded, and I like Archer's because it's a little bit more subdued. For the city of subdued excitement. You got or it. Or at least a burg next to the city of subdued excitement. Word. Question three. Favorite spot to watch a sunset in Bellingham? Go. Chuckanut. Got to be more specific. It's a 17-mile drive. <laughs> okay. Well, somewhere between, I don't know, mile markers. 
10 and 17. Post Cliff House, pre Cliff House. Ooh, okay. Uh, Gotta be specific now. Pre Cliff House. Pre Cliff House, yep. Chucking That Drive. Yep. Very good. I like the islands. Favorite store in the Bellis Fair Mall. Go. There is one. Question five <laughs> Best restaurant to get lunch. Go in Bellingham. Oh, okay. I would have to say Cafe Roomba. Cafe Roomba on State Street. Yeah, it's down from the campus. That's a Peruvian place, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's yes. Peruvian. It's it's hardly ever packed, uh, especially during lunchtime, which is my big thing. I like the more subdued atmosphere. Uh, the owners are great. Uh, it's bright and happy, and the food's awesome. Very good. That sounds like a great uh, top five. Right.